0: Uh, I want to say, uh, I want to just share this with you, and then I'll I'll let you go. Proverbs 17:6 says, "Children's children, are the crown of old men, and the glory of children is their father." Love that scripture here on Father's Day. Just wanted to share that with you. I have a brother in the Lord uh, who sent me something that he wrote back in 2010 for Father's Day, uh, and he shared it with me. Uh, just this past week you know, when he read our midweek newsletter. Uh, you probably got, you get our yes. weekly newsletter. And so when he read what I had written about Father's Day, then he sent me this thing that he wrote and I wanted to share it with you guys today. It says, Fatherhood is the core center of the whole universe. And it begins with, imagine that the whole creation from end to end was birthed by God the Father and hence the big significance to fatherhood. Uh, long time long time before the first man, Adam, walked on the earth, and what a privilege that God gave to Adam, the first man, to be allowed to be a vessel to further life and to eventually become a father himself. The institution of the family, uh, along with the creation, uh, was first started by God, but Satan has, been after this area to discredit God yes. ever since. For example, he Satan has made the majority of the world believe in evolution as a truth. And the reason why that's so detrimental is because if everything just simply right. happened by, there was an explosion, and everything came into being, and we started off as just some germ or something in the ocean, which eventually came an amoeba, and. It, eventually evolves and I'm like, it just seems to me it's just easier to believe there's God than to believe that everything just kinda happened. That takes more faith, at least for me, it would take more faith to believe (laughs) that everything just kind of evolved (laughs) rather than just say God did it. (laughs) But man struggles with saying God did it because if, if there is a God and he did it, then we all know we need to answer to him. And we don't want to answer to him. I'd rather think of myself as an accident. Um, uh, there's a song that my wife and I wrote long, long time ago when we were youth pastors in St. Louis. It uh, said, they're calling me a graduated ape. In the womb, I'm just a choice you make. I've got animal drives to procreate. A brain and a body with no soul to take. But God created and put breath in me. Gave me destiny and ability. I'm not all what I'm going to be, but I know I'm better than that. (laughs) That was the song we taught the young people in our church. I know I'm better than that. I'm not just a graduated ape. (laughs) And in the womb, I'm not just a choice for somebody to make. Yeah, we're much more than that. What was the rest of the course? I feel like I should say that. Today. I look at the one. Oh, no, I couldn't be. More. I look at the one who created me, a powerful God in majesty, dazzling light and brilliant shone, roaring thunder around his throne. In that image, I was formed, a royal mold that he has cast. I'm no beast just running wild because I know I'm better than that. Oh, don't you love that? Oh, bless the Lord. (laughs) Yeah, we used to love singing that with the young people, but we were trying to instill and teach them who they really were and who we really are. We're not just a product of evolution. God is our creator. He's our father. And on this Father's Day, I just wanted to just to share that with you, that God is our father. Ultimately, when you think about this scripture from Proverbs 17:6 that says the glory of children is their father. The Lord just kind of gave me this little thought that the issue here in America is that the children have no glory. Because if the glory of children is their father and we have no fathers, then the children have no glory. And that's why we're looking at the behavior. And it's happened at a multi-generational level, generation after generation of fatherlessness. Um, And we're looking at the symptoms, but I believe that the source gets to this, the children have no glory. Now you think about what what does the Bible really mean when it says glory? So I looked up those words and so I'm bypassing uh, all the things I thought I might say today. And get right to it. Glory is uh, in in this scripture, in Proverbs 17:6. Glory was the Hebrew word, uh, tiphara, t-i-p-h, t-i-p-h-a-r-a-h, Tipharah. and it's a word that means an ornament, uh, an ornament of beauty, an or- an, or- an ornament of bravery, of honor of majesty and splendor. So the children have, here's, now look at that phrase, the children have no glory. The children have no ornaments so, uh, of, uh, of beauty, so they cover themselves up in jewelry and tattoos and all that, because they have, right. mm-hmm. That's right. they have no ornament of beauty, so they yeah. cover themselves yeah. with all these things. The children have no beauty, Uh, they have no uh, glory, so they strive for what the world shows them. Because they didn't have a dad to say, uh, especially the young girls, they didn't have a daddy to say, you're so pretty, you're beautiful. You're beautiful just like your mom. So since the child has no glory She has no father, she has no glory. So she believes what the world says beauty is. So they take on that image because there was no father there to say, you're beautiful just like you are. That's right. You don't have to conform to what the world is telling you. The children have no beauty means the children have no one to show them what bravery really is. So that's why you got the young men behaving the way they do. The fighting, the gangs, the proving yourself. Got to prove that I'm tough. Prove that I'm, you know, (laughs) that I'm not a coward and all of that, because there's no father there to actually show him what bravery really is. Bravery is not getting with your buddies and, you know, seeing how much you can drink and how many girls you can score. But without a dad there, then, you take on what the world says bravery is. The children have no glory. The children have no honor. So they seek to honor themselves. That's why in this, especially in this social media age, uh, they, we've got this selfie, you know, <laughs> this whole selfie thing, constantly taking pictures of themselves. We're such a, this generation is so narcissistic, it's just out of control. Uh, um, One of my pastor friends uh, just told us recently, um, had a member of their church, young lady left the church and so his wife happened to come across the path of this young lady, maybe at the grocery store or something. And so, you know, haven't seen you in a while. You know how it is when you see somebody you haven't seen in a while, catch them at the store. Oh, hey, how you doing, how you doing? So, haven't seen you in a while. So, you know, how's it been, how's it going? I guess the person just went on and owned up and said, "Well, the reason why I left the church was because, listen to this guys, because the pastor hasn't liked my Facebook page. I left the church because pastor hasn't liked my Facebook page." I see all of you shaking your heads incredulously and so when he told me that we both were kind of laughing and joking said i'm sorry i missed that in my leadership class where (laughs) part of the pastoral responsibility was to go on facebook and make sure i'm reading everybody's pages and then i'm liking different things that they're saying i didn't know that would be part of the requirement (laughs) But what am I getting at? Uh, because the children have no glory, right. and they have no honor. They don't know uh, what it really means to have father. So they honor themselves, and you end up being very coming, very selfish, very narcissistic, and the whole world revolves around you. And if the pastor does not acknowledge me, then I'm gone. Bye. I'm out. Isn't that something to discover that that's really where people are, but I'm not saying this to condemn this young lady, but just to see, just to show us that's the result of the children who have no fathers. You can only view, you view love one way and that's if you're paying attention to me. And if I'm not getting the attention, then I feel that you don't love me. Wow. The children have no, another one of the words for glory was majesty and splendor. The children have no majesty and splendor. Mm -hmm. and So that's part of the honor that they seek for themselves. They become very boastful, self-centered, very boastful. We have a very proud generation. If any millennials happen to pick up this, cd and hear it i'm not putting you down millennials but boy y'all are awfully proud (laughs) and the bible says pride comes before a great fall and uh, but we understand why uh, the pride is there Uh, part of it is because of the sin nature that you were born with but also it's because uh, some lack of parenting especially the role of a father because one of the things that dads do and my son john can tell you is sometimes dads have a way of taking you down a few notches when you get full of yourself. (laughs) (laughs) This is the part of fatherhood that kids don't really appreciate. (laughs) Especially for my sons. I remember when we first moved here to Harrisburg 12 years ago in July, we were, I was outside running around playing with my sons, and so I still had to demonstrate that dad could still run. John's laughing because he was the one. So we had started this whole tag thing way back then. And so uh, uh, every day coming home from school, we was playing this tag game, you know, I'm trying to catch them. They, in fact, they were creeping in the door trying to figure out where's dad going to jump out from <laughs> to tag them. And uh, it was one of those times where uh, they took off running. John took off running. Uh, and I came after him and not only did I tag him I tackled him he just knew he got away so I just had to just let him know (laughs) that dad still had his speed and strength (laughs) and so it was a playful thing you know having fun and all of that but it's one of those things that I realized it teaches children something to not get too full of yourself and I always think of what you can accomplish, and especially when it comes to parents. You know, I'm smarter than dad. I'm faster than dad and mom. Cause kids do it all. It's just part of growing up. Especially you hit the teenage years, they're finding their way. They're discovering their own, you know, thoughts and all that kind of thing. And so a lot of, a lot of. Uh, What they can think of their parents can be my mom and dad are slow, they're behind the times, and all of that. And so they need just those few moments. Now, probably for you, Pastor Paul, is basketball, right? (laughs) So you reach those times where, whether it's a uh, a biological father, a coach, a mentor, somebody has to like take you down, like, "Oh, okay, don't get too full of yourself," you know. And so I believe that we're all uh, we it's really time for us to call out to God and what I shared with you earlier it's time to for returning of the hearts of the fathers to their children and the children to their fathers so that uh, we really can see the moving hand of God come and touch our children because the children have no glory so they go after what Satan, the father of lies, gives them. Because there's some father that's going to be in their life. It will either be the heavenly father or the father of lies. Mm -hmm. And so we don't fault the children for having no glory. (laughs) Because the glory of children is supposed to be their fathers. And where there has been no father and there's and that's something that we deal with all the time. There are many, some of you even sitting here might hear this uh, audio later. If your father was not there for you in that way, this is not a word of condemnation at all. Not at all. I realize how blessed I am that my father is still alive Amen. today. Yeah. And my father was in my life. I love telling the story of uh, growing up in St. Louis, um, my, we have a baseball team there. Yay. okay side note, don't get sidetracked, Chris. <laughs> my dad took me to my first baseball game. And um, and I still remember the special moment when one of the players hit a, a two run triple that drove in the winning runs of the game. In the seventh inning, the Cardinals were playing the Montreal Expos, and they won four to two. See, I remember exactly. Those are those things that get imprinted in your mind forever. I'm sitting here with my dad, and I'm experiencing at 50,000 seat stadium, and an electronic scoreboard, and all this high technical (laughs) stuff, and everything that i heard on the radio, but finally I'm there, and I get to experience it, and I'm with my dad. So I had moments like that, and then a few years later, I sat between my grandfather and my dad at a baseball game in St. Louis. And I knew in the moment, this is something special. I knew it, I didn't know how to put it that in those words, but it was three generations sitting there enjoying our favorite sport. And I knew something was special. And I knew I would never have this moment again, so I, Thoroughly, The reason why I can reflect back on it so well is because I understood, I think I was about 12 years old, I understood how precious that moment was. That here I am sitting between my dad and my grandfather and we all love baseball, we all love the Cardinals and this is, I, I, I remember just constantly, I kept doing the, looking at dad, looking at grandpa, I couldn't hardly watch the game because I was, <laughs> I knew there was something special about this. And I was just savoring, that's the word I'm looking for, I was savoring the moment. And I didn't know that years later, you're not thinking like that when you're a kid, that one day you're going to be a f- husband, one day you're going to be a father and you will want to have moments like this with your kids that you will want to have it. And so those of you who have never experienced it, I want you to know that the almighty God, who is our Father, he still wants you to experience moments like that with him. What it's like to just to sit with him. (laughs) And it actually can be at something like a baseball game or while you're in the grocery store. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Yes. It was just me yes. and Father God. You said, I remember I heard a little story about the kid who always uh, wanted to have the bedroom light on because he was scared to sleep at night. And uh, so mom would turn the light out and say, you know, he'd get nervous and, Ma! <laughs> and she said, That's okay. You're going to be fine because, because the Lord is with you. He's with you. Don't be afraid. And, and the kid says, yeah, but I want, I want the Lord with skin on. <laughs> I know the Lord is with me, but I want to see him. I want to feel him. I want to touch him. And God understands that desire. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Yeah. I want God with skin on. Well, you know what God with skin on is? My wife can tell you better than I can because uh, uh, their family broke up when she was 11, 12 years old. And so God brought men into her life, like an uh, uh, uncle. Uh, And then when we got married, he brought uh, my dad, became that dad, that man, that father figure in her life. And so I believe that God does that. He still will give you father with skin on it. Yes, Lord. I want to just close by just sharing this with you guys. This is something that I wrote to my sons. Uh, there was a book that I started writing after uh, the gay agenda was going really, really strong in our city. I wrote this probably 25 years ago, 20, 25 years ago, and I wrote this to my sons um, because I started to write a book after that incident with the uh, where we challenged the mayor of the city about the liberals that were taking over the schools and all those kinds of things, and so. Uh, I want to close by just reading to you guys a a letter. I called it One Concerned Father, a a word to my sons. In the introduction of that book, which I never finished, because I I don't even know why. I just started living it. (laughs) We ended up just living it and raising them. And so this will probably be another book that we'll write one day. Guys, ah, it'll be called One Concerned Father. I think it'll be necessary in the days to come. It says, One day, I'm writing this to my children now, it says, one day my opponents will try to find all of my failures, as if though they don't have any, and try to make a standard of perfection as the criteria uh, to oppose my right to say what I'm saying to you. They will question you, I'm talking to them, telling my sons, they will question you about the kind kind of father I was, and they will interview you and have you examine They will put words or try to put words in your mouth. They may even convince you that your dad is out of his mind. (laughs) (laughs) They may expose your dad's failures and mistakes, but that will be no reason for you to be ashamed of your father. No matter what people tell you or how much you may be made to feel embarrassed because of my statements in this book, I always want you to remember the things that they cannot take away from you. Despite all that is ever said about me in public, don't let them take away the reality of the life you had. Remember that your father loved you and loved your mother. Remember our daily prayer before we went into the school. Remember the nights of computer games, uno, scrabble, and knock-knock jokes. (laughs) Remember that your father was never ashamed to hug you and tell you that I loved you and was proud of you. Oh boy, okay, it's hard for me to get through this. (laughs) Remember that your father loved your mother and that he had no other lovers. I never cheated on your mother and you saw me embrace her right in front of you. Remember our family group hugs and our family vacations. Remember the times that I yelled at you but also remember the reason (laughs) for my raised voice remember the times i blew it but i came back to apologize to you remember the many times i ask you to forgive me because no father does everything right in raising his children i know that you will be told that these issues and are matters and by these issues i'm talking about how outspoken I was about the gay agenda, the women's rights agenda, the abortion uh, agenda, I know that you will be told that these issues are matters where your dad was wrong. So I'll just ask you to be a little analytical and logical. If your family background of love and nurturing cannot stand up to the agendas of the politically correct, then go ahead, go forth, believe what they're saying. I hope that I have shown you the equality of your mother and me. So, your mom didn't need to join the equal rights fight because I showed her the equality of your mother and me. Amen. I love her and have treated her as my partner in life. The Bible shows our differences in how we work together. I am described as the head, like the physical head on the human body. She is described as my body. One cannot get along without the other. A mm-hmm. head uh, cannot get along without a body. A body can't get along without a head. <laughs> I know these examples seem crude, but it's the closest examples that I can give you to explain the complexity of finding and fulfilling your destiny as it relates to marriage. I love your mother beyond words. I tried my best to take care of her and make sure that she is secure in moving with me in life's adventure. We find unity and mutual fulfillment in working together. It can be coaching another couple or shopping together in the grocery store. Our differences make us strong. The things that men and women fight about are actually our greatest strengths. Wow. Amen. (laughs) Lord, I thank you that on this Father's Day that you are our Father. Thank you, Lord God, for your hand upon us. We go forth in this hour to demonstrate your love in a world full of darkness. We go forth boldly, Lord God, to declare the standard of your word, to live it and have a ready answer on our tongue for the hope that we have lord we've shared and prayed for one another today you've already done i know what you've desired to do but in these final moments lord god we just say yes and amen we've cut covenant today with you with one another and we thank you lord god for your presence the only thing we have to say really today lord to you is may this be a wonderful Daddy's Day for you. (laughs) Happy Father's Day, Daddy. We love you. Amen. Amen. Come on, bless the Lord, everybody. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord.